Do y'all think it was necessary for RG3 to turn his Hamlin jersey around so we saw the name? Or do you think most people understood the bit by then that the Buffalo Bills jersey with that particular number, three, I believe, that's what we were doing? I, I think people probably knew that that was a DeMar Hamlin jersey as he was very much in the news cycle at that point. Yeah. KJ? There's room to wonder if he if people would have been concerned, like, is he wearing his own jersey? Like, if you weren't super familiar with RG3's career, but you knew that was his nickname, you could be like, this is weird. Like, why wear a custom jersey of your own and paying homage to the Bills if you didn't know that was DeMar Hamlin's number? RG. It's kind of a weird DB number. Exactly. It's kind of a weird DB number, to be honest. It is. Yeah, I don't know if I would have – I don't know if I needed to see it. Maybe he just got really into crisscross. Did you guys ever have a crisscross phase in the early 90s? I absolutely had a crisscross phase. Me too. Absolute bangers. If you didn't, you had a theme day each year that like relegated you to throwing on backwards uh, overalls. Yeah. Daddy Mac will make you jump. 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 Mm -hmm. Crisscross will make you. You can just keep going, but I'll stop. It's time to podcast. Welcome to Too Much Dip. We've got some content for you guys. My name's Dave. Joining me in studio, as always, Dylan Shivery. Ah, thank you, David. Very happy to be here. I just went home for lunch, as I do sometimes, to check on Stella, let her out. You know, she can do her thing. Quick little trip, came back up to the studio, and... uh, Drove right past one Chris Beard, who uh, is also in the news, but for a different reason, very different reasons. And it felt really, it felt weird seeing him in his car, just, I don't know. You kind of wonder what he's thinking, yeah. where his head's at? Because he, yeah, I, I saw him, he was, he was pulling out onto a busier street from the street he was on. He was kind of looking, you know, both ways to see, you know, for looking for a clearing. And I just like, what's going through his head right now? Probably not in a great headspace at the moment. What was he driving? He was pushing a, a silver Lexus SUV. Okay. Uh, not a brand new one. Yeah, I don't know. It was weird. Anyway, okay. shots, shots to Longhorn basketball. KJ, did you have any run-in with any um, now Paul defunct? Paul Christ. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Although Paul Christ wouldn't be like uh, – a shame to be seen here locally in Madison. No, I, I didn't run into any former coaches, but you got to wonder if, uh, if old Chris has like already got a list of nonprofits that he can complete some community service with, like just in case he needs to clear up his record within the next year. And it's crazy. Cause I, I saw Art Bryles at the golf course a couple of days ago. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's next for Chris Beard. But where do you go from here? Uh, probably a massive PR campaign. Well, first of all, uh, probably some court dates. Um, you got to figure that whole deal out. Right. The judicial system. I was thinking professionally speaking, where do you go from here? And maybe take some time off, reevaluate, get uh, get yourself in a treatment program, and then may. I mean, I would say he's unhirable. The only coach I think that has ever become unhirable is Art Bryles. Uh, because I mean, you had Dave Bliss also, Baylor. Uh, who ended up coaching after the blaming a murder on a fake drug deal. I just insane story. Maybe we can cover that one day in the off season, but I would not be shocked to see him end up at like a, a Stephen F. Austin or something. Yeah. So yeah. Who knows? It's going to take a while. Yeah. Uh, I would say first, first place he needs to go is away. Like, uh, uh, I think the the best move he can do is wait maybe a year, maybe try to find a way into like the AAU circuit just from like a, you know, it makes some hireable from like, man, this guy's like really in good connection with all of these recruits. He's not our head coach anymore, but he's on the staff at, I think that's his path. Yeah. But it's, I hope he stumbles along the way and, you know, he falls down some stairs, but you know, whatever. AAU. <laughs> Man, 
Did you guys know it's I played AAU ball? It's a true story. Really? I had no business being on the team, but I think the coach is just like my my dad. So they let me go out there. I barely played. I had no business being on the team whatsoever. And we weren't like this isn't like the brawny AAU team, but we were we would go up against teams that were like we would look over during warm-ups and they would be doing like the like dribbling two balls at once and going between their legs. And just like, oh, man, we're in trouble. Oh, I remember playing basketball and like, you know, growing up playing basketball, everyone's like seemingly pretty close to your level. And then there's just that one year where people start dunking. You're like, what the fuck is going on? Like, this is, I'm never going to be this guy. And that's when it kind of hits you that, you know, basketball is probably not going to be in my future, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Well, you didn't have the right attitude for They're it. They're dunking in like middle school. And it's like, what, what is going on here? You were purely Any a mid-range player. I was I was a set shooter. I, I would I would drive to the rack and, and put one in on you, but you know, I wasn't throwing it down. Okay, you know that. Well, my kid got hurt at soccer practice yesterday. Shit. Oh well, not hurt like bad, but had uh, stopped down two kids crying. Like one would one would cry loud, and then the other would like respond to cry. And like uh, I say, soccer practice. He does this thing called soccer cubs. And it's basically like teaches him the most basic drills. And it's mainly me like carrying him around or dragging him up and down the the indoor soccer uh, arena. And uh, he he and another girl who's probably like a year older than him and a lot bigger than him just straight up collided. And um, it was just, it was right in the middle of the field. Me and the other dad were holding our kids. And like, you know, we're kind of doing like the laugh like, oh, it's okay, buddy. And then Rhodes has got tears and he's scream crying and then she's scream crying. And I don't know if I'm supposed to apologize like vicariously for my son because, you know, he's the guy in this uh, collision and he ran into the uh, young lady. Did he get a red card? He didn't get carded. No, it was. A, no, mm. it's a valid question. Typically don't give those out at soccer Cubs, but you got to think that's a possibility going forward. It was just an awkward deal. I didn't. I didn't really know if I was supposed to apologize to the other dad because it was it was a mutual thing. It wasn't anybody's fault. But I think when you have kids of that age and they collide, it's like you got to kind of get everybody stopped down. You know, let them both know. Like even the best fall down sometimes. Um, sure. And you know, occasionally even the wrong words seem to rhyme. Like, and once they realize that, uh, you know, out of the doubt that fills your mind in that moment. Um, when they find a way to collide, like they understand. What are you doing? What are you Just doing? Giving advice from a parental point of view. Okay. Were those lyrics <laughs> or something? I mean, it, it, yes, it clearly was. I didn't know what though. I knew he was doing something weird. <laughs> Is that a Matchbox Twenty song? I believe it's uh, one Howie Day. Oh, okay. What the fuck is that? <laughs> You've stumped the Schwab. <laughs> okay you've, you've, well you know the people out there are uh pausing this to go straight to their youtube music spotify apples and uh go ahead and jamming some even the best fall down sometimes you saying real ones now even the wrong words seem to rhyme oh, not bad yeah, it's a lot this better yeah the, yeah better than go. when you do it no that's bullshit <laughs> that's that's absolute bullshit we got a load will lighting a lighter listening to this right now just he's Finding a candle wick, moving it aside, grabbing his long uh, candle lighter, just lighting it to this episode. Mm. He did. Will did come in here before the pod and say, can I shut this door? I'm about to turn on some jams. Yeah. <laughs> he was tired of listening to Dan Orlovsky, which we have on out in the bullpen right now. Why do we do that? Why, we, we don't like that Ooh. stuff and we just leave it on. I mean, ESPN is like the default channel we just turn it on to just for like background noise. And so eventually Orlovsky will hit the screen and we just don't change it early enough. That's how that happens. Can I, can I derail real quick and ask a question? Like there are no more good background noise channels during the day. If there were ever any like ESPN used to be a good go-to for a while there, you could get away with like an HGTV or an CNBC, but you know exactly what you're getting. If you go to any of those three outlets now, like Liberal I might bias. be a Smithsonian <laughs> little bias exactly i might be on like smithsonian as like my go-to hey i'm not watching tv but it's on channel um no this is a really good point because yeah it was espn 
back when the only two, pretty much the only two non-sports center shows were PTI and Around the Horn. And, you mm -hmm. know, that was back in the day. You could, you could fuck with it. Now you can't. Smithsonian's a good option. Dude, I'll just put on Cartoon Network sometimes. Not even for roads, like for myself. I'm not sitting down and watching it, but just I like having it on. We're doing those two DJs we rotate in and out at those uh, super dope locations. Oh, you mean Remmer? Remmer. Who's yeah. the other guy? DJ. R Randy? Oh, Randy, I try to act like he doesn't know, like he's not into that shit. Yeah, the, the DJs we put on, and they they go to these like really dope, you know, scenic locations, maybe like the like, Swiss Alps. Like $10 million or, homes in Costa Rica yeah. overlooking like the rainforest. Yeah, exactly. And it's it's very chill. We're into it. Yeah. It's okay. very vibey. Okay. You might it's see like that a level our... above the uh, default lo-fi focus channel that most people are watching, but I get it. What can we say? We're eating good out here. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Speaking of eating good, let's talk about our good friends over at DraftKings. The NFL playoff picture is locked in, and my go-to place for wild card round action is DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. To kick off the road to Super Bowl 57, new customers can bet just $5 and get 200 in free bets instantly. Plus, all new and existing customers can get a no-sweat bet each day of the wild card round this weekend. A no-sweat bet, Dylan. It's a no-sweat bet. Just place any NFL bet of your choice, and if it loses, you'll get a free bet back up to $10. Action so good, why bet NFL playoffs anywhere else? That does that answer your question? Yeah, it does. Thank you. That sounds very intriguing. What did that Cowboy uh, Bucks line open up at? Cowboys favored by three. I hadn't seen it yet. Don't feel great about it. Trying to get a little action. I don't know if I'm going to probably steer clear of that. Just there's a lot going on. Maybe I'll emotionally hedge. But okay, you know, at least I know I can do a no sweat bet because I'm pretty excited about that. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code Washed. New customers can bet five dollars on the NFL and get two hundred in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code WASHED. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions do apply. See show notes for details. So full disclosure, I went out Cowboys there. Cowboys minus three. What? Cowboys minus three. Might have moved already. That's not great. I don't feel good mm. about it mm -hmm. on the road. I don't know why you say that. They've been looking really good. Okay. Let me just say this before we get into the sports. I walked out there while uh, we had to take a little uh, technical break. Not only is Will out there with Tasty Jams, he definitely has a, a candle lit at his desk. <laughs> that dude knows how to set a vibe. He is the candle guy. Our office did smell. Will and I picked up uh, salmon rice bowls from Loro right down the street before uh, the pod. Mm. And well, as we're eating them, we realized like this is the smelliest thing that's ever been eaten in this office. Smellier than his burritos, <laughs> Randy's it is. What, KJ? What are you laughing at? What's so funny? I'm just enjoying the thought of, like, Salmon City uh, office. Yeah, you would have thought the Salmon sisters were in here. I brought Salmon in one time, and I got <laughs> shit for it. And you guys just, yeah. y'all double-timed it. We did. We double. Double Salmon. We we went double Salmon. Was it good? They're calling there us the Salmon Boys. That place has small small plates. Man. Dude, yeah, the, the, not enough of a filet for your boy. Yeah. Sounds about right. It checked that omega-3 fatty acid box, but, like, there's some other boxes I'd like to check. KJ, what's up? I was just going to say there aren't a lot of soft surfaces that would uh, absorb, like, odors in that office. So uh, I, I can see that when you microwave something, it's just going to bounce around. It's going to stick around there. Um, that's not even any, like... Is that a thing? Does it, not even trying to make anything H. Does a cushiony room make for a, a less smelly room? Is that what you're implying here? Is that a thing? I've never heard. I feel like if I cook something up in an empty, like, you know, a vacant office that nothing is in, which is not the case with the lodge, you will hear and smell that stuff linger for longer than I feel like you would, like, in a house. Sir, this is know. the people cave. Maybe it's the complete, lodge was uh, our old office. You should know that by now. Yeah, I feel like, yeah, I feel like smells would uh, be more likely to... Dissipate there. This is terrible. We got to get a pre whatever. We got to get a presenting sponsor across the company so we can stop calling it the People Cave. That'd be nice. What cave. if what if we get one? What if we get it's like the early bird and they're like we want to stick with People Cave. Like it's the early bird People, people cave. cave. What if it's something like Indeed? Like they're in, in it fits into the category. Like 
we're here to hire people at the people cave. I don't know. Yeah, if if they're indeed, local, you can figure that bag, out. Let's we'll, put a pitch deck together. We'll absolutely let them drop the bag. I mean, yeah, we'll call it whatever you want. We'll call it the the fart cabin if we have to. <laughs> we'll call it the scrotum lodge. I don't care if it's gonna if they're gonna pay. I don't think we're gonna call it that. Oh, but the fart cabins in play, <laughs> huh? The scrotum lodge. No, no. Now we'll stick with the people cave. I'll hit up my good friend uh, who's over at VRBO and see if uh, see if she has any interest. Like once they're done, like sponsoring college football playoffs and doing actual <laughs> big business. <laughs> Speaking of, I see here that somebody here wants go. to discuss our no party natty meal. Yeah, I was sitting around thinking earlier, and I'm like, of all of the championships that I feel like we care quite a bit of. And make quite a bit of, uh, you know, quite a bit of attention is paid to it. Like the final four gets more attention, I think, than sometimes the national championship in college basketball world series. Since it's a multi-game series, like I don't think people celebrate game fours. If it's going to be a sweep, like the way you would the Super Bowl. it's also singular championship. You know what I mean? Like uh, whenever it's a series, like basketball, baseball, hockey, and it is also baseball. I see what you're doing there. Uh, you don't throw parties the way you would for the Super Bowl. Facts. There's no excuse for college football not to have that sort of vibe, with the exception of the fact that it is a Monday. So with that said, do you all have a go-to like, hey, I'm not going to a Super Bowl party, or you know, it's me here in the fam, me and the fam here watching the Natty tonight. Like, are you doing anything because the national championship is going to be it is- food-wise? It's a great excuse to not cook. Zockard might get played. Haven't haven't checked or went mm. in with the boss at home, but we're on Zaw watch. Um, it is like the Super Bowl in that, like, I kind of feel I should be doing something for it. And like, usually with with Super Bowl, it's if I'm not going to like a party, if I'm not going to watch it with friends, I will compensate by ordering a fairly dope meal, whether that's exactly. uh, some Jets pizza or maybe something a little nicer. Now, tonight, I think kickoff is like 6.30, and I don't know if that's actual hard kickoff or like pregame starts, but they're saying 6.30, uh, awkwardly 4.30 uh, Pacific time. So um, that should be a lot of fun if you're trying to get to the game in L.A. But, um, yeah, I don't know what – I don't have plans yet, but I could see – Alyssa and I, we cooked quite a bit over the weekend, so this might be his all night. What's up with the Super Bowl being the only championship where people like gather at homes to eat and celebrate? It's the only one across all sports, all leagues, only one. I mean, yes, people go out to bars and stuff for national championships, but the home gathering where like people bring dishes and cook and, and all that shit, it's only the Super Bowl. Anyway, it being Monday night definitely changes things, right? Yeah, because it's because it's Monday. It's got to be the biggest factor. Monday stink, baby. Uh, I'm cooking base spaghetti tonight, which was an accident. We didn't plan it for the national championship, but it's just it's spaghetti night at the the Chivalry Crib, so mm. I'm, I'm making base spaghetti. Um, but yeah, that's that's all. Okay. Yeah. What'd you I guys do for that. the Frisco Bowl? I, I didn't celebrate the Frisco Bowl. Oh, just. Just walking tacos, Frito pies around the house, everybody for the first go bowl. Are you Frito um, pie or walking taco? Well, aren't they different? Frito pie, thousand percent. I'm not even sure what a walking taco is, except for the fact that that's what like Fritos puts on their like Costco box. That, so, you know, it's whatever. A, it's a taco. I don't know. It's a taco inside a Frito bag, right? That's what I thought. Yeah. The ingredients of a taco, but you just eat it with a, a spoon or maybe a spork from a, a chip bag you walk with it i mean that's i guess what are we calling a frito pie just chili and cheese and fritos of and course. fritos yeah but you eat it out you don't eat it out of a bag of, of course yeah yeah eat it out of the little uh, oh the little cardboard uh thing thingama yeah yeah <laughs> who you got tonight <laughs> you were absolutely right but you couldn't have sounded like you were more oh, I know. Well, I, I think i'm, right, I'm, 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 I'm like this all makes sense <laughs> Dylan, you want to you want to do me a fave? And what am I doing? Pull Kurt back. You're kind of talking over the mic, and it's kind of going in and out. I have more mic problems than anybody. There we go. Perfect. Been podcasting for seven. Um, I'm just trying to dress you down in in public here. I'd like to propose that if it's not a Zaw night, which it absolutely is, wings being somewhere in the top three, 
the Natty needs to be a national nacho night. Like, it just feels right. You can do it at home. You can do it on your own. There's probably few places that you're ordering nachos to go. Not a to-go food. really seems like, uh, yeah, it's like an assemble it yourself if you do it. Or you're getting the 15 containers like to-go uh, fajitas, which we all know is a bad bet. Yeah, you're you're risking flaccid chip once you get the nachos. You know what I'm talking about? You pick it up and it's flopped over like a greasy slice of New York za. Here's here's the thing you should know about me. I love a flaccid chip. It compromises I love, it, too. I love a soggy nacho. Man. I like to mix it in, but like I also like a loaded show that's got a jalapeno, Dude, some sour cream, and maybe like some chicken fajita meat. Those cafeteria nachos we used to get in middle school with like the the worst you know, quality cheese you've ever had in your life. And it the, wasn't even cheese. Yeah. Like the, the last, they pumped it out. The last one third of those nachos are just, you have to eat them with a spoon almost. They're just so soggy. I love those. You did not want to be in the eighth grade field house on meat and bean nacho day. <laughs> I can tell you that. No, it was dangerous. You didn't want to be on any day because it was all acts and no showers. No showers whatsoever. The one guy that showered <laughs> got made fun of. So stupid. He's actually doing the right so you're thing. You're showering in boxers. It's so like you didn't uh, wear boxers, but you own boxers to take showers in. God, this is all hitting so close to home. Uh, Don't look at my dick. So, like, we just did college football, and we didn't even lead with Malik Hornsby <laughs> going to Texas State. Let's before we jump into that, which is obviously the story of the day. What do you got? You guys like anybody tonight? You guys? Uh, you got to uh, you, you got to think Georgia has a pretty good chance to win this game. That's awesome. Uh, for two reasons. Okay. I think number one, it's a very well-coached team. Number, number two, they have a lot of talent. I mean, look, I can't <laughs> argue with you there. They have a lot of talent. No, no disrespect to TCU has, I think, of has already exceeded expectations this year. A hell of a season. I, I think it ends. It ends tonight. Yeah, they they exceeded expectations when they won seven games. Yeah. So yeah, they've they've had a nice little cherry on top. KJ, which would be a better I'm, story? TCU, the Cinderella winning the Natty, or like the Stetson Bit Bennett Stetson Bit Stetson Bennett story coming from JUCO, being like thirty-seven years old and winning his second Natty. I don't think he's thirty-seven. He's twenty-six. What is he? Twenty-seven. Is he that old? Yeah. I'm gonna look it up. And make well, sure. Well, I know he's five eleven. That's my shocking fact about Stetson Bennett. Uh, but more on him later in the QB room talk. But twenty five Georgia, Sorry. then community college, then back to or junior college, then uh, back to Georgia. I think it's a great story. At some point in time, TCU can't still be the Cinderella story. Like, yes, they stayed in game or kept the other team in games. Not like they were in fully control, but like they had a lot of close games and pulled a lot of games out at the end. Namely, the Baylor one it was tremendous, but. They've been consistently good over the last four or five weeks of the year, including in their game against Michigan with some help from the refs. And I feel like we can't have it both ways. And I'm not saying you're, you're you know, at fault here, but I feel like we both feel, say, the Big 12 was good this year, or at least respectable. They were atop the Big 12. Granted, they split games with Kansas State how Cinderella really is that, you know, like this is not TCU of 10 years ago. Sure. Um, you know, they're equipped with uh, a head coach who came from a very prestigious university, a uh, place full of wonderful human beings uh, and even better players and atmosphere plucked him right out of SMU. And, you know, <laughs> it's just turnkey success I, from there. I'd argue this is as Cinderella as it gets for D one football. Because, I mean, so many times, like, the, the ceiling for teams, like, even you, you can go undefeated and not, you know, and just totally be left out. And, of course, the playoff has changed that uh, to some degree, like the BCS system. Too many really good teams never had a shot to even win a title. So um, I think this is about as Cinderella as it gets in modern-day college football. Yeah. I, I, I can agree with that. What was it, uh, three years ago when Washington made the playoff? And it just felt like nobody even considers the fact that Washington was in a playoff that in that recent that is pretty wild history. I don't think people give Oklahoma credit for making the playoff a couple times. Granted, they got like trounce both years, but like I don't think anybody looks Oklahoma has a, a history that that you know goes well beyond those losses. But 
I don't think anybody looks at Washington on that level or looks at Oklahoma with having that recent success, you know. So if TCU would have got run last week or whatever, you know, a month ago, um, we probably would be like, oh, it, they deserve, it, was, it was bound to happen. They were a flash in the pan. I just realized today that TCU, I, I agree. That TCU claims a national championship. Did you know that they have one? 1938? 1938. And, of course, the next year, mm. uh, Texas A&M won their one and only. Mm. It's been 84 years. We, who's got the more legitimate claim? A uh, and M because I, half their student body was in the war, right? Okay. Wow. See what going. <laughs> the entire core was off the fighting. Core, KJ yeah, going core. after the troops again. Yeah, that's KJ. <laughs> that's him for you. Um, they would be the first Big Twelve. They already are the big first and only Big Twelve team to win a playoff game in the in the modern yeah, setup. Yeah. Okay. Very Makes interesting. Sense. No, you didn't get it done. No. Not even close, actually. Did they play a close game? Did Kyler and Baker both get run? Um, Baker definitely did. I right? thought the game. I thought the game in California was close. That Baker was in. It was Georgia, Oklahoma. I thought it was close, but maybe the final score wasn't so close. I, again, I I could be completely talking out of my backside here, which was the Tua National Championship one. Um, go ahead. Yeah, whatever. Who who do you feel like is going to win tonight, David? While I look that up, um, or who do you want? I think it is going to be dogs. I think TCU covers. I think they are just too much. But I bet against TCU a number of times, and obviously been wrong a number of times. But I like TCU getting twelve and a half. Like they they are explosive enough to keep it. You know, two-score game, one or two-score game, I think. What's the word on the running back, uh, Kendra Miller? He will warm up game-time decision, follow up uh, 54-48 double overtime featuring Sony Michelle, Hot Rod, Blankenship, Nick Chubb, Marquise Brown. Oh, boy. All sorts of names in that game. And Baker Mayfield, of course. Okay. I had that wrong. I apologize. I picked uh, in our um, – Big boy, what do we call what a dip pick? Dip dip pick. You God, I'm <laughs> such an idiot. Uh, I did pick Georgia to cover that it was 12 at the time. Um, I don't like that pick anymore. I do think TCU keeps it closer than 12 points. So I'd like to at least go on record saying that I would walk back that if I could. Okay. But I can't. The record will reflect that. What, yes, it will. You can't amend your pick. I apologize. No, it's, it's quite all right. I'll stick with it. KJ, do you have any notes on the quarterback room in Georgia? I do. As I was going back to like mentally revise whatever pick I made, because honestly, I don't remember. Uh, you know what? For the record, I went with TCU in the first half, 31 and a half points. I went with the under. Um, so look at me rooting for TCU to cover tonight. Dylan is the only one who took Georgia. That is notable. And the only one who took the over in the first half of 31 and a half. So hmm. uh, he's leading us all. So we might be wise to listen to him. <laughs> he's in first place. Anyways. As I was doing my research for tonight, I was like, okay, what kind of random things could affect this game? Played at SoFi Stadium. Weather's not going to be a real big factor. Um, we do have that one injury to talk about with uh, Kendra Miller. Kendra, Kendra, probably Kendra. I, I, no, you're probably right. I haven't heard it said that many times uh, with their running back. But thinking back to, was it 2012? When's the Garrett Gilbert Bowl? Mm. Uh. 2009 was the Natty. Okay, 2009 is the one that I'm thinking of. I guess Garrett Gilbert might be winning a bowl game for SMU in 2012. That's but, uh, probably right. Certainly didn't <laughs> win for Texas. No, he did not. <laughs> Limp dick. Getting hurt. Um, <laughs> having Colt McCoy get hurt in the national championship game obviously altered the trajectory of the, the Texas uh, program for years. If we lost either quarterback due to injury – in this game, I was like, I have no idea who the backups are. If you're a diehard Georgia fan or TCU fan, you might know. You probably even know Chandler Morris, uh, son of Chad Morris, former SME head coach, is the backup quarterback at TCU because he started the first game of the season and was slated to be their starting quarterback until he got hurt in game one. Mm. The backups for Georgia, again, these might all be five-star quarterbacks. I'm just an idiot for not knowing. It's likely the case. I might just have some problematic thoughts on the names of the quarterback room 
We all know Stetson Bennett. Didn't realize he was 5'11". Shouts are short kings. You know that means he's 5'9 and a half. Stetson Bennett the fourth, to be clear. Uh, backed up by one Carson Beck, who's backed up by Brock Vandegrift, who's backed up by Gunnar Stockton. Okay. And if that doesn't sound like an HOA board in the suburbs, I don't know what does. It sounds like the uh, like the roster of a prize recruiting class at like Alabama State or something or Georgia State. I don't even, I don't even know if Alabama State's a real school. Uh, just like a, a southern like top tier. Like this is you know. Yeah it it sounds like pledge Car- class to be. It clear. sounds like a Carl Rove's dream team. <laughs> like to run against incumbents. Like these are these names, I mean, I, I'm trying to think. I'm I'm team. I don't know Stetson Bennett. Stetson Bennett's hard to beat because of the fourth. It's very difficult. <laughs> but Gunner Stockton, that could also play like Canada hockey. But Brock Vandegrift sounds just hella wealthy. That's generational. That's like my dad invented Bluetooth speakers. We're talking uh, two four stars and a five star among among this. Aside from Stetson Bennett here, of course. Is Carson Beck the five-star? No, that would be Brock Vandegrift, who is from oh, uh, Bogart, Georgia, of course. Okay. Okay. Carson uh, Beck is not from, a real five-star. Carson um, Beck is from Jacksonville, Florida. What's which that mean? Not many people realize that Jacksonville, Florida is actually the largest city by land area within the lower 48. Really? Yeah. And Gunner I can't is, really. Uh... Gunner is from Tiger, Georgia. It was just a town called Tiger, apparently. That should be what they just call Augusta now. Go Tiger. Go Tigers. <laughs> Had so much success there. Yeah. I don't Fair. know. He did. Fair. He did. Um, yeah, I, I've got no other problematic thoughts about it, with the exception of I'm sure they're all highly coveted recruits. It's just a funny list of names. Um, surprisingly all from Georgia and Florida. That That's impressive. I think TCU's third quarterback – not Max, can't remember his name. It's from like Naperville, Illinois, so Chicago area, um, four-star quarterback. So if it does come down to backups, sure. Uh, give me Carson Beck to uh, carry the dogs to, to the natty. Um, that's all I've got on that. Can we do presentation real quick, or at least uh, television and all the other accoutrement for the national championship? We definitely can, yes. Jonas Brothers and Mr. 305, Mr. Worldwide, Pitbull. Are you excited? You know, no. I got no problem with this. <laughs> I respect the Jonas. I respect Mr. Worldwide. Is this a two separate performances or is this a, what the kids call a collab? I believe it's just they are the performers over the weekend. So I don't even know if both will be on TV. I think Jonas Brothers are, will be on TV, but you'll likely get like part of Pitbull during pregame and Jonas brothers at halftime or something. Dylan, you, uh, you sounded pretty negative. Why don't you go ahead and explain? No, I mean, I don't have a negative problem. SOB. I don't have a problem with these performers. They're fine. Uh, I'm not going to make sure I'm, I'm planted on the couch to make sure I don't miss them though. You know, I'll be totally fine if I don't catch any of the Jonas brothers or Mr. Worldwide doing, uh, I don't even know what songs he does. Do you think the halftime show will be better? What? What? You don't even know what songs that Pitbull does? I mean, off the top of my head, no. Does he do Gasolina? Oh. He doesn't, does he? What gave First it away? How the reaction? Now this? <laughs> I don't listen to Pitbull. Fireball. I'm sorry. Probably Fireball. You know Fireball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Have you been, if you've been to a wedding yeah. in the last five years, you've heard uh, Fireball. <laughs> last ten years, really. I, I, I've never streamed a single song of his in my entire life. Like I oh. know who he is, but I listen, I've, I've caught his music. Sure. Do you even freak dance? Not, not to Pitbull. <laughs> Do it to like uh, T-Pain and shit. Okay, well, okay. good save. Fair. It's fair. 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 Kick save right at the end. Um, I can't say this gets me excited. Like, we're less than a year removed from Dr. Dre, Kendrick Lamar, Snoop, Eminem, Mary J. Blige. That was the Super Bowl. Bowl, though. But Kendrick Lamar did the national championship three years ago. At some like outside of uh, the Georgia Dome or whatever they call it in, uh, in Atlanta, so they've done. Not that it has to be hip hop to get my attention, but like the Jonas Brothers seems like, hey, they've got an album coming out, and someone above someone's pay grade was like, we're choosing them, not like the you know 
the viewers chose it, like what's going on. Like I'd rather you play fallout boy 45 times as opposed to like feed me what you want me to like the rest of the year. I, I just don't like that vibe. Pitbull just seems like it's, you know, for the party. I'm okay with that. Randy, I need you to explain why you look so disgusted right now. Oh, I personally think that Pitbull deserves his own Super Bowl show with Flow Rider. <laughs> okay. With Flow Rider. That would be, and Kesha, that would be an amazing episode. And Kesha. You know what, it would be. Your boy epic. fucks with Kesha. I can't say nothing bad about Kesha. Didn't the Jonas Brothers just do Thanksgiving too? I believe they did, yeah. Oh, that is true. They did get the Cowboys game for Thanksgiving. Good callback. Do you think this will be better or worse than the halftime show of the Dallas Mavericks Oklahoma City Thunder last night in OKC, which was just a jazzercise class? Really? <laughs> it was like a local jazzercise class. So you had ladies and a few fellows from all walks of life just out there doing jazzercise for the crowd, like almost like halftime at the the Duncanville girls basketball game when we would like the third grade class would perform a a, a song to the Globetrotters music, which is something I did. I have that video. Maybe I'll share it one day. Um, where it's just like, oh, we just brought in a local act and we kind of mailed it in. Here's jazzercise, KJ. Your thoughts. <laughs> um, I only stand Red Panda in the circuit that is like between first and third, first and second quarter and third and fourth quarter performances for uh, NBA events. If you're not going to roll out just like some drum corps or uh, bucket boys, I don't want to see it. Just run funny videos at half and let me go get a hot dog. Just run Chive TV. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. There's the background TV we've been missing. Parks is big in a Chive TV. Any, anytime we're at a, a restaurant, they have it on. He's just glued. I'm like, dude. Gotta stop. Oh my god. I'll support this crap. It's just uh, epic anyway, fails. Did you, did your moms ever get into jazzercise? <laughs> no. Um, I think my mom went to some classes. It was like you know, her form of exercise. Yeah. Um, okay. I've got no beef with jazzercise. I just don't know if I needed it at halftime. That's all I'm saying. I don't know. In the group text, you were more concerned that there was no uh I don't know, headshot vetting that went on before they assembled. Oh, it's not true. You were the one you were wanting <laughs> binders full of women. <laughs> I did read it and think you meant the jazz were doing this. And I was like, this is a terrible bun. No, if it's nobody, it was just, I don't know. Where do you want to go from here? We want to talk. Love you. Uh, Smith. Before we switch to uh, NFL. And before we talk about our good friends over at AG, let's talk about the tattoo herd around the world. You want to do that now? Let's do it now. Oh, we're still in college. Let's do it now. We're in college. We can talk it. Randy, if you don't mind. Oregon football head coach Dan Lanning got a new tattoo. Interesting. Let's see what it is. I wonder if he got something like to commemorate his time at Oregon or maybe. Or everywhere he's ever been. Oh. Yeah, it is oh. a um, is a <laughs> tattoo of his wife. Is that Bare, correct? Bare-chested. Bare-chested. B-A-R-E. Yeah, yeah it's, it's cut off uh, just above the nip, though. So no nip is actually showing. But kind of a cuck move. His, not his show nip, nip is showing. So she has, it is. The tattoo shows her with her own tattoos. <laughs> his nip is so his, gross. His, his nipple is <laughs> his nipple uh, provides scale here too to get the idea of how big this yes. tattoo actually is. And it is along his entire left side. We're going pelvic line all the way up Above to like lat, like upper nip. lat. Yeah. Anyway, his wife, uh, the tattoos of his wife, who also who has her own tattoos. So it's like a tattoos within tattoos. Uh, she has pit. As in Pittsburgh on her uh, breast. She but they cut state. off one of the T's between the T's. Yeah, because it's, so it's just pit. It's in the cleavage. <laughs> Beyond so the you T's. See it. There you go. Uh, the outline of the state of Texas above the other breast. Hell yeah, I've got a similar tat. Um, and then <laughs> in cursive, it says Caden Niles Titan. Don't I won't, know, don't not, know what that means. Not going to comment on any names because there's probably Guess a story. These are kids. Maybe they're the kids. Okay. Caden Niles oh. and Titan. Okay. Shout out to Titan. Um, there's a boomerang on her neck. Oh yeah, 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 mate. I don't know what the the main neck design is there though, but in the middle is a that's uh, organs. That's the Oregon uh, oh, helmet okay. logo. Okay, the wings. Oh, okay. In the middle of that is a, a yellow ribbon, which is for breast cancer. Uh, I was going to say the troops. 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 
Breast cancer is pink. Okay, thank you for troops. Uh, in Alabama, a on her cheek. Yeah, in the uh, in the teardrop post Malone era. Yeah, area. Uh, the number is eight one six, I believe. And then mm. the other one I can't really make out. Thirty three to it's like a score. Thirty three is something. Yeah, I believe it is the score of the uh, national title game that they won uh, when he was defensive coordinator. Uh, or it's, uh, I'm sorry, the Georgia-Alabama score, I want to say, SEC title game. Okay. Got to hope it works out long-term with him and this young lady. Just because this is going to be a tough one to – this is a tough one to get I, removed or to alter. I don't really know what you, you can't, would do here. You can't change Alex to Alexis for the next <laughs> woman that you're dating or anything like that? There's no, like, no, this, pivot here? Yeah, you can't, you can't change I'll, this one. I'll be honest. I didn't notice the scale until I realized the nipple, like as we started talking about this and I'm just floored and shout out to the tattoo artist here. Not only is this great work, but a couple things. One, I think he's sneaky trying to help out Dan Lanning here. The arch of, uh, this, you know, woman's image is cleavage. I think it's like also positioned in a manner that kind of gives him that V cut look like sneaky accentuates his hip bone to be like, I'm kind of cut, kind of got a six pack going here with that curve. It's just not, it's not doing that. <laughs> I don't see it. But then I, I've got some questions. If maybe Caden, Niles, Titan, aren't their kids, maybe they're recruits, which that's a power play. And uh, the shading around her jawline, if you look closely, it could be like the outline of a skyline. And if that's the case, that's some super meta shit. If it's like the city of, I don't know, Mobile, Alabama, where they met. I see what you mean. I don't judge <laughs> tattoos generally, unless it's like, you know, you're an American History X tattoos or something, and then I do judge them heavily. The quality on this is just amazing. Yeah, it's a good tattoo. Like, this was probably expensive. If I'm a recruit or recruit's family member and he comes into my home, like, hey, yeah, hey, nice to meet you, coach. Before we get into it, show us the tap. Oh, you got to. You have to show them, right? You don't post this on on the social with if you're not expecting to show it to the kids. If you play on a team with AJ McCarron, you demand that you get a picture with his chest tap before you do anything on that team. Like if you're yeah. only going to be there six hours, your first book of business is I need a I need a selfie with AJ McCarron's tat. You know, AJ McCarron's tat was probably up until this moment. And maybe still is the most inexplicable college football tat. Uh, of course, we're talking about just the entire chest coverage, which you just don't see coming. But this is this is up there too. His is shocking, truly. It covers his entire and, chest. And this is a head coach, and he's oh, only know, in his second year. Like the amount of security you have in your job at this point is not high. You did have a tremendous recruitment, but well, like committing back. the entire neckline. Committing the entire neckline to your present school is a decision. Like, I, I, I don't know what to say there. Well, that one's a tattoo within a tattoo, so it's like it's on his neckline. But uh, yeah, I, I see your point. <laughs> AJ's just always looked like a dad on vacation, so just the Chet tat is just inexplicable on him. But shout out to fair, him. Fair. Hey, he locked down Catherine Webb. So, and there's Catherine Webb. <laughs> It's my Brett, big game Brent. Um, what do we want to do here? You want to do a little NFL, or do we want to talk about our good friends at Athletic Greens? I want to talk about it. Let's do that. You, you, hey, let me ask you this before we get into it. Did you take your AG1 this morning? Yes I, or no? I, yes, I did. I promise you. Okay. okay. It's the first thing I did this morning. It's a product we use every day, every morning. No better way to start your day, David. Optimize immune system, better gut health, more energy. If you hate taking pills and vitamins like I think most people do and you want a supplement that actually tastes great and you want to see what the hype's about, check out Athletic Greens, the AG1. You're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help start your day right. The special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy recovery focus, and aging, all the things. I just, first thing I do, wake up, Walk to the kitchen, I grab a packet, pop it open, put it in the shaker, six, seven ounces of water, maybe even eight if I'm feeling wild, oh, you shake do, it up. You do the packets, huh? I do the packets. I'm scooping. 
I ran out of oh, the scoop. Yeah. I'm a scooper. Scoop boy. I'm a packet guy. Okay. I won't judge you. I feel great. I do it on an empty stomach, and I think it absorbs better. Yeah. And it's just knowing that I don't have to take a bunch of pills to get my uh, daily allotment of so many things, so sneaky, 75 things. Sneaky tastes good, too. Sneaky tastes good. It's lifestyle-friendly, too, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free. And it contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial anything while still tasting good. That's crazy because it, like Dylan said, it does taste great, supports mental clarity and alertness. We are huge fans. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That is it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash bang. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash bang to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. So Lovey got let go. Do we want to start with Lovey? Is it because he? I think. Uh, I think it is. Yeah, I think Black Monday coaching carousel. I've always said is uh, one of my favorite parts about the offseason college football. NFL, meh, I don't care as much. But I was glued to uh, Red Zone uh, yesterday afternoon because the NFL lines up all their games that matter for playoff impact. Like at the same time, I think that's a good bit. What wasn't thought to be a big game was the fact that the Bears went into yesterday as the second team, second pick overall, second worst Correct. record. They lost pretty quickly, pretty easily to the Vikings. I don't think um, uh, Justin Fields even played. And the Texans and Colts kind of dragged on. What should definitely be Jeff Saturday's last game. What? No, I think he did a pretty good job. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. And what everyone thought was going to be the Texans just kind of going out there, giving it a good old effort and, you know, go home empty handed. It's the stuff. I love you had other plans. It's the stuff of like a Hollywood football movie where you've got the coach who knows he's a lame duck and just got to lose this game. And he goes for two, which that is the right play, by the way. Uh, Don't play for overtime. Last game of the season. No need. Either win it there or you lose it there. And they won it there. And now the Houston Texans have the second pick. I have a question about tanking. KJ, you might know the answer to this better than us as we didn't play football at a high level. Um, everyone knows what tanking is and, and why you do it. It's for a higher draft pick, right? Um, is this something that's like discussed among coaching staffs in locker rooms? Do players are they also on board with the tanking? Because as that game was starting to wind down and it became clear there's going to be a close finish, is it something, a situation where the, you know, the owner's box just like starts to panic, like calls down like to Lovey Smith, like, hey, man, uh, respect what you're doing here, but we got to lose this game. Like, we can't risk losing the number one overall pick for a meaningless win at the end of the regular season. What Are there conversations going on, or Lovey Smith is just supposed to know like, what, how does that work, really? Um, there was a discussion last week regarding whether or not Ron Rivera was aware that his team could get eliminated by the outcomes of that week, and he was a little bit surprised. Not sure I understand. Yeah, okay, I bet. Sorry, Siri wanted to chime in. Um, and you got to think that when you're in position for the first overall pick that there's an opportunity or that there are discussions about – your draft board beginning to happen between the coaches, the GM and the owners, like even if it's only preliminary talks, because the scouts probably have a weekly discussion every week. So you're probably having some sort of talks about that. So lovey knew. Yeah. Did lovey give a fuck? <laughs> Clearly not. And this is in like going to be a pretty big deal because the bears having the number one overall pick now don't need a quarterback. So Correct. they can obviously, you know, trade down and and it, it's going to, I mean, obviously the Texans being the number two pick, they're going to get whichever quarterback is not taken one overall, which is, I don't know, maybe CJ Stroud. I'm not sure. Um, but it's a big, it's a big deal because they're not going to get their number one choice for quarterback. The general sentiment. Most likely. 
the sentiment in my group text, which is fantasy league stuff, all Houston guys mostly, is like, first of all, they were like, what are we doing? Second, they're like, well, we'll just tank again next year for Caleb Williams, and they're fine with it. I'm just like, man, that is <laughs> such a tough place to be. Oh, no. They're going to uh, take either Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud. Yeah, I, I they'll still come away with the quarterback unless I will Levis, Levi's, I don't know. The The Kentucky quarterback's going to get drafted too early, although he may be good, but I think he's going to get overdrafted, probably end up one or two. I think they take a quarterback unless we find out there's a tackle that just makes too much sense. Right. Uh, and somehow they get built out of that position, but they've got, I believe a couple of firsts. I don't know. We'll get into that later, but yeah, lovey actively making the decision to put the team in the position to win. Like, I don't think you can fault him. I love um, it. It's whatsoever. It, it's amazing. It's amazing. And I would love to be a part of the, or know what was said afterward when he was let go. He, he obviously, he already knew. Um, I don't think it was a secret that they were going to let him go. Um, I love that move then, but God, that's great. Pretty delicious. Not the most delicious thing to happen yesterday. What would that be? Depending on uh, your rooting interests, Dan Campbell. Knocked A-Raj. The final, yeah. probably, potentially the final game, uh, Aaron Rodgers in a Packers uniform. Don't really care about the pageantry of all that. KJ, I know you were a big fan of the camera shots God. after following him around the field, but... We didn't need lingering Cobb and Rogers like hugging each other halfway down the hallway <laughs> as if they just lost in the Super Bowl. Like this was their second stint together and they lost in the regular season. Like move on. Like locally, all of the media coverage was like, if this is Aaron's last game, like, you know, what's the decision is Jordan? Well, if the guy like they don't care that they care, they just don't want to be bad is all they care about. Um, but about the Lions, are the Lions, uh, you know, the go-to favorites? I was going to say, are they the new Seahawks? Because I feel like, I know we hate Russell Wilson now, but when the Seahawks were in the Super Bowl and really good at the time, Legion of Boom, Marshawn Lynch, I feel like they were a really likable team with very few people who hated them. You might have hated Pete Carroll, but you didn't hate the Seahawks. Could the Lions be that team, or are they the Titans in disguise, which in my opinion, I think some people, me mainly, are over the variable love. Uh, I just think they're like, I mean, everyone loves an underdog story, and they they just become like lovable losers at this point, especially since Hard Knocks gave us a glimpse into who Dan Campbell is, and I think he won a lot of people over. So people are just like naturally rooting for him, I think. If he were the quarter, I mean, if he were the head coach of, you know, the Bills, it would be totally different. But since it's the Lions who have been historically very, very bad. And, yeah, it's it's just lovable losing franchise. I think there were a lot of people secretly wanting the Lions to, like, be a complete failure just because of hard, the approach he took, the hard knocks. I feel like they're not – I could be wrong, but I just feel like they're not, like, a big analytics team. They, they strike me as more of an old-school football mentality coaching staff. And – um I kind of love it because, and it also, the fact that they knew they were eliminated when they played that game and he got them up to go out there, I, that's pretty impressive. Uh, I know KJ's a big momentum guy and he was saying <laughs> this momentum is going to carry them into next year. So watch out. That's something he was saying often yesterday, but um, no, this is good. This is a good dub. I think golf is a good quarterback. I feel like people wrote him off very a little prematurely. He's been good. He's not elite, but he's a good quarterback. Took the Rams to the Super Bowl. Facts. Very early on in his career. Big facts. Yeah. <laughs> That's he's, all. He's, uh, he's not bad. I mean, there's nothing bad about being the Eli Manning, Stetson Bennett, Jimmy Garoppolo mold. Like, that's a very successful person to be. Like, there's nothing wrong with it. You don't, not everybody can be 5,000 yards a year, Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, not everybody can be Malik Hornsby uh, in high school in Missouri City. <laughs> Eat him up, Dave. More on that in a minute. Uh, we don't even have to talk about what happened in uh, D.C. yesterday or wherever the fuck they played. Uh, do we? 
Uh, I just, Wait, did you say we don't have to, or we are, we're going to have to? I said we don't. Okay, yeah, I agree. We, I don't think we have to. It wasn't. We've whatever. got time to talk about them. them Absolute the, dis- the, the bucks. Just, just don't really understand why you even. If you're gonna run, if you're not gonna run your your full offense, like in an attempt to like, I don't, not show the bucks that your your opponent next week anything. Why have your starters out there the whole game? I just don't get that whatsoever. I'm seeing some really bad quarterback play right now, Dave. I hate to say that, man. Is it because he went bogo on a pick six? <laughs> he threw what absolutely should have been a pick six on uh, an out route. He ran it back to prove and a point. the very next play threw the identical pass on the same side of the field, and the guy this time just happened to catch it, as he should have the first time. He threw two pick sixes in, in two plays. One of them was caught, though. Yeah, the other like one, the only a better, reason- pa- a better interception the second time. Like the first one was just a bad pass to the DB. The second was like, oh, here you go. Let me fix it for you. The, the DB was like, wait, he's not really doing this again, right? And then he did. And he's like, oh, okay. I'll just, obviously, I'm just going to catch the ball and score. Yeah. I'm just going to not fall down oh, on this one. Oh, he's giving me another <laughs> chance. He ran it back. Thank you. To, it's the new, uh, new Dak Prescott segment. He's Run it back. Very interception prone <laughs> at the worst time. And I, my hopes for the playoffs are. Just in the absolute shitter right now. I believe he leads the league in interceptions and also missed five games this year. That's not what you want, typically. No. Um, you know, in other news, AFC South champions, um, go mm. Jags. Mm. Second half wasn't that impressive, but to win on a fumble return for a touchdown was, you know, that was exciting. I was a little concerned with how quickly they confirmed the call. A little surprised they called that a fumble, but I will take it. Um, you know, it's we're going to be faced with a lot of teams with like questionable quarterback situation. Brock Purdy starting in the playoffs is like a two seed team. That's that's happening. Um, if the Dolphins don't get to a back, who knows what they're rolling out there? If Lamar's not back, who knows what they're rolling out there? So the playoffs are ugly if they if some of these quarterbacks aren't healthy. So more on that on what is our final scheduled live stream this Thursday night. Mm-hmm. Damn, full preview. Full of, the, of this season. Full sneaky pre. Don't be sad because it's over. Or something. Smile because Dave got his dick kicked in and dip picks. The last one? Of the year. Of the year. Where else we want to go here? Do we want to just go right into T-State? We just got to <laughs> at least give a shout-out, a nod to the Cats. Malik Hornsby. G.J. Kenny, new head coach. T-State is just absolutely getting it done on the recruiting trail right now. He's actually – he's he is not recruiting only transfers. He is actually – although this was a transfer, but still, he's actually done a good job of recruiting kids from Texas high schools. Malik Hornsby was the quarterback at Missouri City a few years ago, put up huge numbers, might be the fastest quarterback in college football. Really? Um, yeah, I don't know how, how much success he had at Arkansas as their backup, but he chose T-State which was a big shocker. He's a former four-star. It's a big get. So I'm happy. I'm stunting a little bit on the TL. I think he was getting recruited. Rumors. Yeah. Matt Rule was recruiting him, recruited him yeah. while he was at Baylor, and now was trying to recruit him at Nebraska. Apparently Baylor was looking at him, and he went He went with the Cats. According to 247 Sports, shout out Mike Roach. Uh, yeah, he was a four-star national uh, number 201 in the entire country, which is Texas State does not recruit top 200 250 athletes, folks. No. This does not happen. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's well regarded. Sounds ridiculous, say two of one, but like, whatever. ESPN's rankings are like the ESPN 300. Uh, when you've got 130 teams recruiting against one, one another, he's probably top 40 quarterbacks or whatever of that year. And at four stars, like, that's not, uh, it's not an easy get for T State. Some say it's Don's fish camp that put him over the line. And, and oh, yeah. Thought about being able to get out to Bartondale whenever he wanted. And you know, I've got nothing but respect for him. We yeah. don't have a ton in sports party, but I did share something with Randy as we were talking um, natties and awful tats. So if, if Randy can pull this up for the good folks at home and, and you there in studio, you might have to zoom it in if you can on your end, Randy. Oh, no. What so, am I looking at exactly? I, that, that appears to be KJ. I, I see that. I see KJ. It's under the influence, KJ. It's not the part uh, of the, I, I, you know, I was just tired that day. Who knows? Uh, this is me uh, in Co- on Coca-Cola Beach, uh, or what was formerly known as, I don't know, 
Coca-Cola Beach in one South Padre Island, Texas, where only the best things in the world happen. Uh, with a good friend of mine who not only has that tattoo, which is a two-scale replica of a Keystone Light. For some reason, I was thinking it was a Natty Ice that he tattooed on his back. But that is a, key, a Keystone Light. But uh, I believe the following year made the decision that you never do, and that's to go back to South Padre the second year. Uh, and he has a tattoo of all of our friends' faces, like in pencil drawing on his thigh, like spring break, like, oh, seven. You being one uh, of them? So I've requested that photo. I will share it with the world if, if I can get that photo. But I don't have Man, it. That's amazing. Uh, what would inspire in someone files. to get a tattoo of the worst beer that's ever existed <laughs> On their back, I, I I will not maybe, understand. Maybe he lost a podcast bet, John. <laughs> and didn't welch on it. And didn't welch. And good for this, him. this guy probably has a bleached butthole too. Oh, good for this guy. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. Shouts, I, shouts to Mike. I know I haven't been this. The back half of this pod has been tough for me. I I just I cannot get over the Texas State stuff because you don't see them get four and five stars, and when we do get them, they usually go Zeta. Okay. Jesus, David. Why are you gonna uh, look at me when you say that, man? Gonna, I had to get it in. You're gonna hop onto the. I'd the already committed to it. State message boards. No, I'm not on the T State. No, I am in a group text with Mike Roach and you and KJ, and that's all you need. It's pretty much. He's gonna start charging it. you for your uh, requests for additional, in, like behind he, the paywall information he, via group. By the text. way, needs my Duncanville <laughs> intel. That dude, he's like Ari Gold. He has like just a phone in each hand at all times. I'm pretty sure he responds within like 10 seconds with the exact answer you're looking for. He he's is a very plugged. He in. is a quick responder. Yes, he is what they call a first responder in the Texas high school recruiting <laughs> game. Yes, shout out to him. That's why we respect him so much. Something we missed really quickly, uh, which I do think is at least worth getting feedback on. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury also fired today. Yes, uh, mm. for the Arizona Cardinals and their. GM stepping aside. I did like the thought that maybe AM, you know, jumped the gun a little bit on hiring Bobby Petrino away from UNLV, which I thought was just delicious. Um, <laughs> I think Cliff, Cliff back in College Station, I would have been okay with it, but um, you got to think he ends up on TV somewhere and then who knows what he's going to do after that. But. You think he goes college or sticks to, he stays in NFL? My, I feel like if he goes, if he stays NFL, he's a coordinator. I feel like once you go from college to NFL, where you don't have to recruit, it's like a game changer for these guys, and they never want to go back to college. That's the way I. Nick Saban obviously did it. Some people do it, but Harbaugh did it too. But Harbaugh's about to go back. I know. Like the recruiting aspect, I feel like that's just such a grind for these guys that they don't want to have to do it. Yeah. With NIL and everything else, like it's. I wonder yeah. how NIL too. Like. If if some people think it's a good thing, if they're like, hey, this is a tool I can use. But I imagine it's a headache for coaches everywhere. Yeah. You've got no security year to year, even though that means you can turn over your roster if you wanted to. But uh, other coaches we suspect uh, will likely end up being fired. I think Ron Rivera's name is out there as being on a hot seat. Um, Dennis Allen uh, and, and New Orleans is said to be staying. Uh, but you got to wonder. Dan Quinn probably won't be in Dallas next year. Sean Payton's going to end up somewhere. Uh, D'Amico Ryan's defense coordinator out of the Niners. And there's probably one other I'm not thinking of. But the top, Yeah, Denver's requested permission to interview Dan Quinn. Uh, but don't put this scenario out of your mind. Cowboys go up and lose that, that game next Monday night. Dan Quinn? Mm -hmm. Get the promo? McCar I, think, I think if they lose, McCarthy's done. I want Sean Payton. I don't want Sean Payton. Why? I think he's Mike. I think he's Mike McCarthy. Really? I, I think they're very similar. In like, I think most of their success could, could be tied to generational or borderline generational quarterback talents. Won one Super Bowl, arguably should have won more, and didn't. I don't know. He's just a name that's been rumored for so long that I'm just like, I don't care, dude. I want somebody young. Give me somebody different. I don't know. I have no – Dan Quinn's fine with me. Dan, if, it, if it keeps the defense happy, then that's – do that. But I don't know. I don't. If you're a you head know, coach – Kel Moore could get a bunch of head, co head coaching jobs like we thought the last five years or four years ago. Everybody thought Kel Moore was going to be somebody's head coach. Yeah. He looks too young to be a head coach. I know that's totally unfair to say. When your head coach can't look like he's 16 years old. That's changing. 
That's changing a little bit. Even the young head coaches still look like men. This guy, he looks like a boy. I'm so, that's men with tattoos of their wife's tits on their sh- on their chest. Yeah. There you go. Let's Dan Lanning's like 34. Let's there put in go. the call to Oregon. <laughs> you think Jerry would make him show that in the interview? Good God. Couldn't handle it. 36. Dan Lanning, 36. He and I, same age. That's That's awesome. <laughs> You guys ready to run it back? That's great. Yeah, let's, let's do, it. do it. Run it back. Let's run it back, which, of course, is the segment during which we talk about what we already talked about. Dylan saw Chris Beard pushed in a Lexus SUV on his lunch break. It felt kind of weird. Mm. Dave's son cried during soccer practice and may or may not have deserved a red card for his actions. The scrotum lodge is out of bounds, but the fart cabin is in play per Dave. Didn't want to be in the middle school field house on Bean and Cheese Nacho Day. Mm. Mm. KJ went after the troops again. <laughs> Not everyone can be Malik Whoa. Hornsby in high school at Missouri City. It's facts. Mike Roach of, uh, is it 247 or 24? I guess 24-7. 24-7 I say it wrong. 247 is, yeah, whatever. Is a first responder of the Texas high school recruiting world. And finally, Hamlin released from the hospital. Very cool. Breaking news. That's amazing. That dropped there in the pod. That's awesome. I I was this is breaking news to me. I wasn't aware. I've got so many jokes I was waiting on this uh this development for. Go ahead, KJ. More on those another time. Just glad he's free. Just glad he's out. Oh, he tweeted thirty six minutes ago. And that concludes Run It Back. Damar Hamlin headed home to Buffalo today with a lot of love in my heart. Watching the world come together around me on Sunday was truly an amazing feeling. The same love you have all shown me is the same love that I plan to put back into the world and more bigger than football. Go ahead, Dylan. Criticize the tweet. <laughs> is that something I do? No, it's not. I'm kidding. Shout out to Damar Hamlin. That's shout very, out. Very, very happy to see that. And shout out to his family. Shout out to his KJ. family. As always, uh, been a pleasure. We will see y'all Thursday night. 6.30 Central for the final live stream. I want my chips with the dip. That's all I know. I don't want my chips playing. I want my chips with the dip. So bring them dips.